0: Diane Curry is the Chief Planner for Brisbane City Council, and she was also the President of the Planning Institute of Australia around the time our Kirsty Kelly was also the CEO. And it was a significant time and one that is worth reflecting on. So it's our very great pleasure to have Diane on the line now. Diane, thanks for your time.
1: You're welcome. Lovely to participate.
0: Now, I noticed on uh, your Twitter that you've just been to a conference on place management, the sense of creating a place not just as a bright paint on a few commercial stores. It's got to be something more complete than that.
1: It certainly is. Good placemaking is all about making really vibrant places that people like to enjoy and linger, which also usually results in uh, successful businesses around them so they can be commercial spaces they can be places where we stop and like a great park or they could be a really wonderful suburban location so i do work across the whole range
0: i just interviewed some people who have disability people who are blind and they raised the sense of place far, far more than I had taken it or thought about it. So I think it's very important. Is it also then something that really has principles that could apply to where we work and what we participate with in terms of an institute?
1: I think it does. And that probably is my my profession as a planner. We're all about creating great places to live, work and play. So great working environments, um, a city that's easy to get around in and is successful because we all want uh, our communities to be filled with prosperous, happy and healthy people. So they're principles that really apply in how you build, I think, in how you build a successful playground, suburb or city.
0: I wonder if it's also something that uh, you can apply in principle to, say, an institute like the Planning Institute of Australia, which is, I, I believe has a lot of volunteer work in it.
1: It does do, um, certainly for any of, those, uh, any of our professional institutes. Uh, the members who form the governing committees tend to give a lot of time. And, well, in my case, I did that and still do because you learn a lot. Um, you form great professional networks, but you also form really strong personal relationships over time with people. I've been incredibly lucky that by one of my mentors very early in the piece suggesting I take part in my institute, it's led me to um, amazing professional networks and opportunities. Um, my I have a worldwide network of highly esteemed colleagues that I can lean on. But that has also then led me into the opportunities I have professionally. Hmm. I'm the Commonwealth Association of Planners President, so I represent 40,000 planners working around uh, the world. And I'm now a co-chair of a UN advisory group about uh, stakeholders. So all of which comes because of my time in the planning institute.
0: There is a greater use of those sorts of networks now. We condemn social media and modern internets and so on. It does create these sorts of opportunities?
1: I think it really does. It's My time with my institute has led me to constant professional education and growing and learning, as well as the, the wonderful network of friends that I have. I've been really grateful uh, that each of the councils that I've worked for, a local government planner, has understood and appreciated the importance of uh, being a member of your professional association and they've let me undertake the roles um, and continue to do so. And that, for them, I think has also meant having access to that network of people and knowledge. I've been able to just immediately go out into a, a network Australia and now worldwide, to say, here's a problem, are there solutions out there or are there things to be watching for?
0: There are many people that join institutes for that, but the institute itself must try to manage carefully to be able to maximise that interaction. We all have the good intent, but the actual interaction needs to be facilitated, not controlled necessarily, but facilitated. Was that the important part of you, your period as being president? There was an evolution there, was there, in terms of that sort of how they interacted, how they got together, and therefore the benefits from it?
1: It was an interesting time. Kirsty and I joined... At the same time, I became president at the same time, just ahead of her becoming CEO, and we were looking to lift the institute itself um, to the next level. And when you're working in an environment with people across the country, it's a a complicated regime to try and make sure that members are getting local benefits and a reason to be part of their institute at the same time as forming... Policy positions and having input into activities at government level across the country, either at local, state, and national level. So mm. how you how you form networks, how you bring benefits um, to your members, and build their attachments and their benefits out of their association is a was a really important thing uh, for Kirsty. She focused very strongly on building the members' understanding of the benefits of uh, being part of the Institute and how they could contribute.
0: So what sort of things did you and Christy do?
1: You worked so closely together as a president and CEO. So what we were trying to do was form very clear policy positions into state and into particularly federal activities at the time. So going through the key issues in terms of prosperity of cities and building people's understanding of the importance of the planning profession in that process. And then we went through a particular exercise of a campaign called Planning Matters, which was a campaign to show the community and government the importance of what we were doing, but also to remind the members of of the value of their work and their contribution to forming Great Cities.
0: You were pushing principles there, not just we should build this project or that, but do I sense that's that's what you were first and foremost getting right, the notion of what the principles are?
1: Yeah, it's really important to understand the basic principles of what matters in how you build successful community and then what our role is in that. So uh, Kirsty in particular took the Institute on a journey of the importance of basics, so basic training, how to build on that, the basic principles of our profession, the basic ethics of our profession and then how that translates into our daily work because those essential principles are something that translates whether you're working across the different ranges of, of this our particular profession but then they translate into how you undertake each of the different sorts of planning professions undertake our jobs. But if you look at that more broadly, Kirsty in particular was part of um, a bigger environment of the built environment professions. So working with engineers, architects, landscape architects uh, to look at how we all work together to form more prosperous
0: cities. That interaction our institute started out as tech people who weren't necessarily qualified as engineers but has broadened enormously. Have you found that... Well, you obviously did with the institute, but, I mean, your whole profession is really far more eclectic than it has ever been.
1: Absolutely, and our range in in terms of inputs goes everywhere through from connection into transport matters, connection into design matters, Landscape architecture, I'm involved in the design at the moment of a major new park because those good principles of how you create great places translate across multiple professions. I think we all understand how we are so strongly connected across all of the different built environment professions and that you need each of those different pieces of professional expertise to then end up with a good result.
0: Is there a push far more now for the need for actually understanding where others are coming from, for listening? Engineers used to live in a world of decide and defend. We worked out what we thought was the best answer and then held meetings to defend it. Is active listening now so much more a critical element of professional activity?
1: Absolutely. Negotiation skills and communication skills, I think, are a foundation uh, for all of our professions these days. I believe in certainly sitting and listening to each of the different points of view, because for me, you end up then with a more rounded position. So whether it's it's a policy position you're creating or whether it's the design of a building or a space um, or a street, each of us bring something to that conversation if you listen to what people are either saying and at times not saying to then craft an outcome i think that is now accepted as as high quality professionalism in creating a better outcome
0: we seem to live in a world of those who state opinion the loudest seem to get the most or a lot of the coverage Yet is there that need for collective wisdom, for the ability to be able to actually discuss it out without necessarily coming to the table with a determined and unchangeable position?
1: Absolutely, and I think we also have to be conscious more of the changing ways of communicating It's interesting, you you, you mentioned Twitter earlier, that took me a while to participate in because professionally I'm busy, but I look now at the reach uh, and the ability to communicate through social media. That has to form part of any strategy to both uh, communicate material out, but also to obtain input in. That these days I can, I can scrape data from a series of sources and understand why a particular space is working well or why it's not. So it, it, our, our ability to listen and communicate in and out is changing dramatically.
0: When uh, you and Kirsty worked with the Institute, and I'm, uh, uh, you're still involved, I'm sure, that the point being, though, you weren't condemning the past. You were merely adapting to the advantages of the future. Absolutely. People should not be scared of change?
1: No, change is, I think change is part of, of everyday life. It's part of normal growth, and it brings an opportunity to keep uh, what you have liked in the past, but also to build on it. So we, Kirsty and I, had both been long-standing members of our institute. We wanted to continue to adapt and grow and learn, and I think we added value. Um, Certainly our membership appeared to to believe that, and I credit Kirsty with a lot of, of that. We went through significant growth during her time and increased our profile in uh, across the country um, quite strongly and that was done in a measured and professional manner which is in um, in large credit to her
0: including of course dealing with politicians and the political process not that we have to rush to do that but if that opportunity comes to do it in your words in a measured way do you think we understand where politicians are coming from? We professionals in variety of different careers understand where politicians are necessarily coming from?
1: Well, I think we have to. Uh, and if we don't, we should. <laughs> uh, one of the first things, uh, one of my first university classes, I, was, I remember uh, a particular diagram that speaks about that, politicians are there to represent the community they have a a role and i value and respect that i travel a lot i've been in some not democratic countries uh and every time i do that it reminds me of why i respect the role of democracy Um, i my view has always been it's my job to offer a professional opinion it's their job to represent the community And the other part of the the diagram that's in my head at the moment is that the courts are there to make sure we're all doing our jobs and doing them appropriately. So I think listening to the politicians of every different flavour is important. Hmm. It's also important to know how to advocate for who we are and what we do as part of that process. I believe, as does Kirsty, in doing that in an appropriate and measured way There are times when it's important to be strong. There are times when it is important to be careful and constructive in how you're offering commentary.
0: Diane Curry, that's been lovely to talk to. I do appreciate your time. Thank you very much.
1: You're welcome. Lovely to talk
0: with you. And that's Diane Curry, the chief planner for the Brisbane City Council, but also was president of the Planning Institute of Australia back in 2011 to 2014, nearly four years. And it was a time of evolution and, has therefore, change, but change for the better in every sense of the word.